Welcome back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your convenience. November 9th, 2021. Fubo can overspend to add subs, but cannot spin its way into a viable business. We are meaningfully raising our subscriber, revenue, and EBITDA loss forecasts on Fubo, as shown in the chart embedded to the right. As they try to spin investors on the value of acquiring profitless subscribers that other MVPDs and VMVPDs did not want. To make matters even worse, Fubo has taken advantage of retail investors to raise substantial capital this year, not only to finance its money-losing VMVPD business, but now to pour down the black hole of a subscale sports betting product, all in the hopes of selling the company before investors realize the emperor has no clothes. The Fubo Spin This is from Dave Gandler, Fubo co-founder and CEO on August 10th, 2021. Our strategy is rooted in the intersection of three megatrends, the secular decline of traditional television, the shift of TV advertising dollars to connected devices, and online sports wagering, a market opportunity which we believe complements our sports-first live TV streaming platform. The Fubo reality, number one, traditional television and secular decline hurts Fubo. We're in the midst of a massive industry shift towards streaming television and away from linear television, led by general entertainment content and increasingly sports, Thursday Night Football, UFC, NHL, etc. With more and more content only available via SVOD and AVOD, the price value of the multi-channel bundle is collapsing. As the bloated multi-channel bundle buckles under its own financial weight, We are seeing MVPDs and VMVPDs dropping more networks because the math simply does not make sense. Whereas Fubo is spinning a story, they have found the quote-unquote magic elixir of the media sector. They quote-unquote supposedly have subscribers that are watching more and more linear TV and are happy to pay ever higher prices. As Fubo jams in lightly watched expensive channels that larger companies could no longer afford. There is literally not another executive in all of media that sees what Fubo sees. Even crazier, Fubo is now doing something no VMVPD or MVPD has ever done in a meaningful way, buying exclusive sports rights for content, despite their sub-base being insignificant relative to the overall industry. First was the Common Bowl World Cup qualifying matches, and now Fubo is overpaying for a small sliver of Fox's UEFA package. For now, the strategy is brilliant. Overpay for content drive subscribers, have investors value on subscribers, and hope investors do not realize these are unprofitable deals. Number two, connected TV advertising is soaring, but Fubo too small to matter. Connected TV advertising is one of the hottest subsectors in media. We love the secular trends in connected TV advertising, but with only around 20 million of quarterly advertising, Fubo is not the way to play this trend. Fubo's market cap is likely over $7 billion given ADM issuances during the past quarter with negative adjusted EBITDA. Even if we assume Fubo can double advertising by 2025 to $17 per sub per month, which feels like a stretch given how long Hulu's been working at driving advertising and is only at about $10 per sub per month, we estimate only $450 million of ad revenue based on 2.5 million Fubo subscribers with continued negative adjusted EBITDA. The $17 per sub per month is even harder to comprehend when you consider how fast TV viewership is collapsing today, let alone what it looks like in 2025 with far more content on SVOD and AVOD away from the multi-channel bundle. Yes, we know Fubo says their viewership is soaring, but they're living in a different TV world apparently. 
Given the advertising sales background of Fubo co-founder David Gandler, CTV is a great story to spin investors hungry for more connected TV ad plays. It is just not the reason to own Fubo. Number three, sports betting opportunity creates bigger financial black hole for Fubo. Flutter, which owns FanDuel, talked to the most severe competition they've ever seen in the U.S. at the start of the NFL season, with a lot of free money flowing around. DraftKings reported Q3 2021 marketing spend was up 49% to $304 million, jump of over $100 million year over year, and year-to-date marketing spend was $703 million versus $303 million last year, up 132%. Look no further than the first market where Fubo is entering in Iowa, where they are player number 15 as shown in the table embedded to the right. Note, Fubo officially launched this month in Iowa, not clear why there's any revenue in October. We are not convinced that sports betting in and of itself is a good business given the level of competition, but attaching it to a VMVPD that has its own highly questionable economics sounds even worse. Given Fubo's tiny footprint of U.S. households, ending the year just over a million subs, compared to over 100 million U.S. TV households, their VMVP footprint does not appear to be a meaningful advantage marketing-wise, especially when you consider how spread out Fubo is likely by state, the percentage of their subscribers that are active sports bettors, and how entrenched many of their subscribers are with top sports books such as FanDuel and DraftKings, as we've tried to illustrate in the tweet embedded to the right. Fubo management is hoping that investors, especially retail investors, get excited by the sports betting opportunity, allowing the company to continue to raise huge amounts of capital to fund their sports betting dreams, regardless of how poor the economics are. Again, the goal of Fubo is not to make money, but to spin a great story and sell the company before everyone realizes how bad the underlying financial story actually is.